That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my very good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today, and have you done your weekly review? Hey, Jean, I'm doing very well today, and uh, let's not even talk about the weekly review. Um, okay. I did not do, <laughs> I, at the at last episode, I said I was going to do one the next day. That did not happen. This one has not happened, but I believe by the time we get to the next episode, there will be a weekly review happening. But there was a, a little bit. <laughs> there was of, a lot. You know, yeah. There was a little, little going on. This there was a little going so. on. And we will definitely talk about that. I will say that I did a, a fairly good shoddy weekly review, which was, um, you know, digging into my uh, weekly review checklist and, which makes me dig into my email and try to trash as much as I can before we start recording. And I found a few things that I was like, oh, yeah, take care of that, take care of this. And, you know, all while sitting in my backyard. And so I feel, um, yes, I haven't done a David Allen weekly review. I never do, probably. But I did um, at least uh, do something. And who knows what would happen if I would start that earlier or do something uh, more regularly, say, every day. Uh the next part of our podcast is devoted to our weekly to-dos, which we have a little theme song for, so let's hear that. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. So James, I know what your weekly to-do was last week. And I know you did it. And that is going to be the subject of this uh, episode of the podcast. So let me just move quickly through my weekly to do, which was uh, I had this uh, intention to return clothing that had been uh, that I had bought almost a year ago from Zappos. And I had not returned because of, you know, various uh inability to walk around uh, last summer and fall, and now inability really to go anywhere. But uh, I didn't do it last week. I, I, I punt it to this week. And this week, I was like, oh, it looks like I'm punting again. This is pretty dumb. Uh, what am I going to do with this? And maybe it's already past the 365-day return policy, which is super generous. And so as part of my shoddy weekly review, I looked at Zappos, my Zappos account, and I was pleased to see that I had returned a few things that I um, had bought last May, which is outside of the return window. And then uh, I saw the things that I intended to return. I used their app on my iPad to, to mark them to return. And there's a new option that I didn't even know about. Uh, and that is, instead of me making sure my printer's working, putting paper in it, making a label, et cetera, et cetera, now you can have a label generated 
at UPS when you take the stuff to UPS with a little QR code. Oh, nice. And <laughs> the thing is, like, it sort of shows, like, that the problem with choosing a weekly to-do that isn't a, you know, a true to-do that's more like a project I kept putting it off because not so much that I worried about logging in and uh, ge generating the return paperwork or whatever, but then there was the, what if my printer isn't working? What if my ink is all dried up? Where is all the packing tape? The hard part is that to get the package all um, together. And so um, I had procrastinated more because I was really dreading like the second or third step of the process. And so today, because I was determined to at least make some kind of progress, I found out that it will be easier than I thought. And so I, all I have to do now is put this, take the boxes. I mean, I have the boxes, I have the clothes. Um, they're in my closet, take the boxes and to UPS uh, and they will do the rest of it. So, and that is a uh, refund for me of like almost $200. So again, I like the plan of getting, <laughs> getting your tasks done might result in a financial gain or at least a financial return. <laughs> so that's my weekly to do, but your weekly to do uh, as you laid it out last week, was a multiple step, uh, many, many steps. It was a whole project, but it didn't matter because you knew you were going to do it. So why don't we talk about that? Yes. Well, it's a project that had a very specific deadline. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, since uh, WWDC was online this year and nobody was gathering in the Bay Area, um, we, and clearly because there's a pandemic in progress, um, we did not have our yearly live near WWDC show. Um, and, but it seemed like, uh, it would be a bad thing to let a year go by without doing anything. Um, so we did a, uh, kind of a group song, um, a, a video where we had, uh, including myself, uh, 28 different performers um, playing a wide variety of instruments, um, doing the song that usually closes our show, uh, the leaky, the leaky song. And um, so, yeah, that was my weekly to do because um, it had to be done <laughs> this week. Otherwise, it would not be during WWDC week. Um, and we did it, we used, uh, YouTube has a premiere feature where you set up a time and then people can come and be in a little chat room and you can all watch it premiere together. So we premiered it, uh, last night, Wednesday night, um, cause Wednesday is our usual concert night during Dub Dub. And, uh, yeah, that happened and, um, I'm very glad to have that one checked off the list. <laughs> and that was more than a to-do. That was, a full, was gonna say. a full project. <laughs> that had many checks that you could check off if you had bothered to put the steps into OmniFocus, which I have a feeling you did not. I did not. 
<laughs> In fact, when it came down to the wire, I have uh, a folded up piece of paper with a lot of names and scribbles and boxes and it's it's a very it's it's quite the uh the highly uh highly structured uh production document i must say <laughs> well it was very exciting when it premiered uh yesterday at six o'clock pacific time and i I knew, obviously, because we've talked about it, and we, we also uh, texted about it in the meantime, uh, that it was underway. I knew, because I have done some video work, nothing like what you achieved here, but what what was involved in making a music video of this uh, ambition. <laughs> and so I was so impressed when it came out pretty much on time, like a rock show, you know, the doors open, the band doesn't come right out on the top of the hour. And it, it was so fun. And there were quite a lot of people on the premiere, you know, who could chat through the YouTube, you know, live video chat. And it was like, as good as it gets for uh, a remote dub dub breakpoints show. And obviously, when Apple uh, canceled an in-person, not canceled, they moved from an in-person WWDC to an online WWDC. Um, mm-hmm. I think I tweeted soon after that, or I told people that we were planning on doing something, but I didn't know what that would be. Mm-hmm. I remember this was back in, was it February that they um, announced no. that? Or early no, March? It was sometime like later in March or April because I know because I was working on my hotel uh for Dub Dub until like the till early March. So I would I gotcha. have been doing that. <laughs> and so at that time it wasn't clear what the situation would be by the time we got to June. I mean, obviously Apple, once they make that commitment, they're not gonna suddenly two weeks before, oh, you know. Uh, every we're doing well pandemic wise, so suddenly we're going to do it in person now. So You're right. <laughs> once they made that decision, it was pretty clear it was going to be online. But I wasn't sure whether you know we might be able to get a core band together and play like a number of songs and live stream them. But then that clearly wasn't going to be possible either. Um, so it came down to um, doing what a, a, we've seen a lot of. Other groups do where um, people record their parts separately, mm-hmm. and then you put them all together to pretend you're all there at the same time. Um, and so that's what we did. Um, but it turned out to be quite an undertaking. Um, we had, like I said earlier, there was 28 total performers. Um and because the the audio that you get recording from uh, just your cell phone um, isn't usually the best, um, a, a fair number of people actually recorded their tracks separately um, and then kind of lip synced or, or air guitared, not air mm-hmm. guitar, they used real guitars, um, played along. <laughs> 
to uh, their performance um, so that uh, so that they'd be able to one ham it up a little for the camera and also they'd be able to get kind of the best audio quality that they could they could so mm-hmm. um, so I sent out um, I guess we had yeah asked folks and it took a while to figure out exactly what we're what I was going to have try to do um, mm-hmm. originally I thought okay maybe I'll get smaller groups of people and do more songs. Um, <laughs> and you know, that's, that's, is potentially workable. Um, mm-hmm. but then in the end, I knew that we wanted to do the leaky song cause that's the song kind of that closes the show. It's when we get everybody up on stage for a big finale. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it, it's, it's kind of a nice, easygoing song. Um, mm-hmm. and, Everybody is on stage. It doesn't matter if you were, you know, earlier in the show, you're there because you're, you know, playing, uh, brass instruments during kind of a modeling man, or you're there because you're doing like the, the long legato string stuff in the relationship song. Everybody's mm-hmm. just up there, even though it's a Hawaiian song. You know, everybody knows Hawaiian trombone. That's the best, <laughs> best sounding trombone there is. Um, so. Once we chose, or yeah, once I chose the song, um, I had started um, asking uh, Jonathan Penn, because he tends to play kind of main guitar on that song for a Mm -hmm. number of years now. And then John Fox, uh, our drummer, um, they they got their tracks into me first, um, and I recorded a scratch track, well... I'll back it up a step. I recorded a scratch track um, of me on ukulele and then me doing the vocals. Um, I kind of used the 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 tempo adjusting feature in Logic um, mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, it was a consistent 112 beats per minute. Um, and then I used that... Uh, that to make sure my ukulele strums were on like correctly on the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, once that's done, my singing, usually it's easier to f- get it right. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I had two versions of that that I sent out to John and Jonathan with and without a click track. And so they recorded their parts to that. Then I was able to get, take their stuff and make a, a more, I did like a, a less scratch version of my ukulele and vocals and sent that out to kind of a wider range of people. Um, and so Jonathan had both the, the guitar and also, uh, backing vocals, uh, which gave a guide to the backing vocalists of kind of where he was putting those phrases. Mm-hmm. And um then I sent out this giant BCC email with all of, like first there was like an invitation um just to say, you know, are you interested in doing this? And um pretty much everybody said, yeah, let's let's do this. Um and then as people responded, uh we sent I sent out another email that was uh much more detailed instructions here's where you can download the 
the guide track. Here's, you know, please do it in this format or here's what we're trying to do. Um, and, um, you, you are one of the first people to say yes and to download the guide track. And you're telling me, you know, I, I have real difficulty hearing Jonathan's backing vocals. They seem very low in, in this mix. <laughs> And, and then I gave it a listen and sure enough, I had accidentally left that track turned off when mm-hmm. I generated the guide track. So, um, and then later it was kind of amusing because when you were recording your vocals, you said, could I have the track without Jonathan's vocals? They're kind of <laughs> distracting as I'm trying to record my vocals. Um, so that, that kind of, that cracked me up doubly that, right. Right. Um, <laughs> But that hey, was, that hey, was. musicians! You gotta just—I uh, know. You gotta accommodate you gotta, them. Gotta roll with it. You exactly. didn't have to buy us any pizza or beer or or M and M's this year. You just nope. uh, had to get us the right track. Oh, and people were really fantastic. Like, yeah, what, what a great bunch of folks. Um, I was so impressed. Like, and also the—I mean—the number of people. So that's people who who had time and agreed to do it. Um, have we ever had that number of people on the stage together? We've been close. Yeah. I think, I think the most we've had is, I think we've had 26 or 27. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I remember about doing it live is the, the logistics of getting everybody in on the stage uh, for that song and with microphones and also with the various instruments and how is it going to all fit? <laughs> oh yeah, it it does get very crowded on the stage um, when we do when we have our big finale live because um, there's a cello on stage that takes up a certain amount of room and there's you know just people yeah, crowded well, around trombones, various microphones. Trombones stand in exactly. front of the trombones. <laughs> you don't want to stand in front of the trombone. Um, and, uh, so, and then I sent that out and then kind of tracks started trickling in. And so a lot of this project was organizational, right? So having, making sure, like, so I have a spreadsheet, um, a number spreadsheet where it's, it's kind of like a poor man's Trello board, um, (laughs) Where, you know, it just has the person's name and then across the top, it's just, you know, did I invite this person? Did they respond? What did they respond? Did they get the instructions? Did I get their audio? Did I add their audio to the mix yet? Did I get their video? Um, did I get their Memoji, which is um, <laughs> something that maybe by the time this is out, you'll know why we asked for a Memoji. Um, but it's a part of the project that did not ship on time. Um Part of project management is knowing to cut features when you're running out of time. Um, and so I had, and, it, and I had a little pop up for each, you know, yes, no. And then I could sort them so I could see who was, um, who I was waiting on and then ping them with an email. Um, so, you know, are, are you still in or, you know, just a little prompt. I tried not to be too much of a nag, but all mm-hmm. in, I mean, people were really great. Um, and, it was, it was fun. People didn't, like a number of people didn't just like record their part. Like they recorded their part and then like 
oh, I did like me strumming the guitar, and then here's a set of leads, and here's another set of lead lines. Um, the the three trombones of the apocalypse were on the. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, of all the of all the instruments uh, that we have over the years, um, like we have had the most guitar players. Probably the second most is ukulele players and a lot of vocalists. Um, but of the, let's say, a little more eclectic instruments, we have had three breakpoint trombone players over the years and i was thrilled that they were all able to be on the track um and steve Heyman wrote up a uh an arrangement for them and oh um, cool that did sound really good and uh and that was kind of that was kind of fun um so it was fun having these things come in um it was also a lot of uh some people would send like their best take, you know, and then mm-hmm. some people would send in like six or eight takes. So Oops. then I'd have to go through and listen <laughs> to them all. And I could pick out and they, they both have their pros and cons, right? On the one hand, it's like, well, if I don't like your one take in this part, I'll just turn out like I'll mute you yeah. <laughs> for this part because, you know, it doesn't sound yeah. that great in the mix. Um, but if you send me eight things, I have a lot of choices, but I have to it takes listen some time to, them to listen through yeah. them and like debate. And, oh, maybe I like this. Um, but that's part of, that was part of the fun. So this is the first time you've seen the, maybe you've seen those logic demos where they bring up this arrangement and there's like, like dozens and dozens of these multicolored tracks. And you're like, Oh my God, that's so complicated. That's what we had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, lead line one, lead li- Vox two. It was, and it was kind of fun to be able to play with all that. Um, and then, you know, uh, an audio mix, you can just sit there and tweak it forever. Um, so having a deadline did force, there's like a couple of things where I'm like, Oh, I meant to turn that part down a little bit. I think it's a little too, too high in the mix or that's a little too, but I think all in all, it turned out very well. And, the guide track worked beautifully. Um, people people have a lot better timing than I do. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, I don't know. I just was very impressed, like, how everybody put their own personality spin into it. Like, some people were cool, like, very cool. Some people were more hammy. Some people were... Uh, you know, in their studio, some people in the pool. How, That's that, right. The pool that was that was one of the best uh, shots of all. So, well, and and um, I got uh, two videos. One was in the pool, and one was just a straight, you know, in the living room playing. Uh, and uh, the I, you'll have to watch the video. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but um, but. Clearly, one knowing who the person is and their their history with WWDC presentations, um, but also <laughs> it was like, no, you got to go with the more more interesting choice, and it's it's great, it's fantastic. And the person in the pool, when you watch the video, I highly encourage you to also keep your eye on the person in the pool at the end of the song, all the way 
till it fades to black. Oh, and spoiler alert, at the end, it fades to black. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it was great. It was just a lot of fun as each, uh, each submission would come in to, uh, to see what folks had come up with, give them a listen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was fun, but it was also, yeah, a lot of work. Uh, yeah, so let's, you know, since we are talking about uh, productivity on this podcast, um, you were in an interesting situation because you committed to a thing. It had a deadline. It obviously had a lot of work, um, many steps involved, and it basically is one of those things where you can't really get anything else done while you're doing that um, for various reasons. One, it takes a long time. Two, it's a mindset. There's a flow to it and you can't just like mm-hmm. break it up, you know, here and there. Right. Yes. Um, so, uh, and, but I was thinking about James, you know, what we've talked about on previous episodes that, the benefit of having some trusted or at least semi-trusted system is that you know you can focus on a thing without something else, you know, imploding somewhere else on your to-do list. Yes, that is true. Although this was like sometimes I'm busy with something and this time I wasn't even looking at OmniFocus for a week, a week and a half. Um, I was just like, I would get up in the morning. I'd be like, Oh crap. I have all this stuff I need to do. Um, so there would be, so anything that is a habit that was actually is a habit for me, those things happened. I managed to eat and sleep. Um, Oh, good. <laughs> I wondered about good. that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, my, it remains to be seen whether anything slipped um so that will be the next couple of days will be kind of going back in and getting my trusted system back up to up to snuff um yeah but but i'm even though i was not really doing it exactly right even doing a daily review um i'm still pretty sure like I have a, a good 80% confidence, 90% confidence. I didn't miss anything. Um, mm-hmm. so that's not, that's not bad. Um, but that's I do have good. to say that, that creative deadline, James, and getting things done process, James, those, those two folks, you never see them in the same room together. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like they, you take off the glasses and put on the cape and I don't know which one you are when you're in the cape. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, it's interesting how it, it ended up mimicking kind of real life WWDC, because I believe once, you know, the week starts and you're on site there, you know, near the convention center and you have not only, you know, creative responsibilities, but also, um, there are conferences or meetups or meetings and whatever. And, and, you know, not very much gets done from your like home. Right. 
tasks. Like it, it seemed like, you know, you, you managed to recreate these, these same dynamic. Yes. Which is not necessarily was not my intent. <laughs> it would have been nice <laughs> to have it all done and just enjoy WWC week. But, um, but I don't know. I think it's, I might have to admit to myself that I am a form of adrenaline junkie, which is the deadline adrenaline. Um, I mm-hmm. do seem to, I do seem to, I don't want to say enjoy it because that's not the right word because the process is awful. Um, <laughs> but I seem to get myself into that situation, um, even though it may have been avoidable, um, <laughs> often. Um, it wasn't quite as, well, I don't want to say that. It was, it was not so good this year. It took less time this year. Um, mm-hmm. it, I wasn't in that state for as long. Um, but no, I, you know, I rendered out the, the movie, the video at, uh, we were supposed to premiere at 6 p.m. I think it was like 5.40 p.m. <laughs> I was uploading it to YouTube. And I did have like eight minutes to spare. I could have made the premiere at 6 p.m. And, but I made it 6.15 just to give people a little time. And give myself a little time to take a deep breath. And also to watch the video once through. Yeah, I was wondering sure I, about that. <laughs> make sure it wasn't screwed up somehow. Um, and it, it, it turned out pretty well. Um, I th- it did turn out well. Um, do, is there anything else you want to wanna touch on from the productivity point of view before we um, wrap this episode up? Just with 28 performers and 28 different video streams, um, Final Cut Pro definitely got a workout on my MacBook Pro. Um, mm. I have a feeling if we added any more people, it might have melted. Um, <laughs> no, it just would have gone slower. It definitely slowed down over time, where I can now absolutely appreciate folks who have those giant Mac Pros um, with all the processors and graphics yeah. support. Um but, but you uh, have the latest MacBook Pro, right? I do, but okay. Compared, I, I, I mean, just so that people know, you're not yes. working off of some old piece of equipment. Uh, no, so no, no. This it's it's a twenty. It's the the sixteen inch MacBook Pro. It's yeah. got um, sixty four gigs of memory. It's got mm. uh, it's got the Radeon Pro. Like it's I maxed it out because I'll probably mm-hmm. live on it until I can get one with apple silicon um (laughs) and uh and so yeah but it 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 did a fine job it got slow towards the end um but i really had never done a big project in final cut pro before and it is a that's a great tool i was really impressed um as a um i had played with it a long time ago but kind of getting back into it I was really impressed at how easily I was able to put this together, considering I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. Um, and now I have a better idea. So if, you know, you want your wedding video edited, <laughs> I am available for, uh, for a fee. Um, or, you know, could be any event. It doesn't have to be a wedding. Um, Oh, come on, James. You're not going to do something like that right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do <laughs> Just, you know, just to not to raise any listener hopes up. That well, you, you know, can. if somebody 
offered me a tidy sum to edit some wedding videos. I might not say mm-hmm. no to that, but um, it's unlikely. Any like there are people who do that for a living who would probably be better suited. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my plug for my uh, nascent uh, wedding video editing service. <laughs> that's terrible. From Just In Time Productions, um, <laughs> which means that if you need it at 10 p.m. I'll get it to you at 9:59, um, which is not a selling point, really. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. I'm a little bit of a a, a high after uh, doing that video and getting it out. Yeah. Well, that's how kind of that a little taste of that high after the show is done, and uh, the last song is sung, the leaky song is done and this year we just couldn't all sit around and maybe get a cold pizza. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think it's a good time to wrap this up and, uh, folks, make sure you go to live near dubdcwwdc.com and we'll put a link in the show notes, of course, where the video is embedded and you can read a little bit about what we do. And also we uh, have listed some very wonderful nonprofits who promote uh, equity in the tech world. And that has been one of our missions in our live show is to raise money for that cause. So if you go there, um, you we really encourage you to check out those organizations and support them. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On Microdot blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. Please rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it makes us happy to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. Cause it's some objects to drip. You wanna make a lot of leaky